search. Each man different, living his own way, searching, discovering numero uno. Welcome League of Legends solo queue enthusiasts to the number one solo queue podcast out there on the market, the broken by concept League of Legends solo queue podcast. We say solo queue three times because we are, we love solo queue here, Curtis. First thing we're going to get out of the way. You guys might see something here. Obviously, podcast listeners, I mean, uh, Spotify listeners, you're really not going to know what's going on, but check the YouTube. We got some, a preview of some, some potential, potential merchandise. This is the get into the details shirt. We do love to get into the details on the Broken by Concept podcast. What's going on with our merchandise, Curtis? Give us an update. Yeah. So we got some, still some things to work out. Some finer details. Some finer details. So look. Over the next few weeks, you'll hear us hear from us about again. Um, this is a sneak peek into what could be coming out, could be coming your way. I got a mug here; you'll probably see me sipping through it. But few few details to finalise before we announce it officially. Yeah, you know, so just been, a sneak peek for been today. Brewing in the background for a while. We've talked about it. Yeah, now we see some physical representation. Now we need to do the third step, which is accessible to the. Uh, the uh, our, the public, our, our listeners. That's right. So we'll get there. We're getting there slowly. We'll, we'll keep you updated. Okay. Yep. We're not going anywhere. All right, Curtis. Solo queue. We haven't really touched on our solo queue for a while. It's been know, a while. Yeah. We we need to be holding ourselves to a higher standard in our solo queue because yep. you know, you know, you talk the talk, you got to walk the walk. That's right. You know, we we talk a lot. We talk about the process. Mm-hmm. So let's do an update on our solo queue journey so far. So we're about eight weeks into the season, I think. About nine weeks. Um, actually, we'll be a little late. Sorry, but probably about seven weeks. Okay. Yeah. It hasn't been two months yet. Okay. How are we going so far, Curtis? If you were to envision where you would be right now, are you happy with everything? Yeah. I mean, my journey makes sense given what I did. So I spent my first... I mean month and a bit only playing vex for my guide yep so i did vex only essentially so i was a one i was a one trick in solo queue so i spent my preseason playing casio um meta shifted to completely obliterate casio so i kind of stopped picking it as much as i did that coincided with me wanting to a vex guide i spend the hell out of vex on my main now i'm in the process of figuring out what my pool is i don't even know what my pool is yet i'm still figuring it out so I definitely am keeping Vex and Casio. They're in there and they're probably ha- I'm having probably the most success with them. I've realized that all of the champs that I played with last season are pretty much garbage. So I'm having to scrap my Fizz, my Galio, my TF and like my Ori. So champ master, you think all my champ you're going to throw it out the window? Yeah, that's correct. Because in Master Plus, my champ pool's garbage. Um, so like every year I've had to redo my pool. Um, I'm, ch- I'm adding in Silas. Um, I've added in, um, I'm actually going to tackle my mental block with Syndra. Okay. So that's a, a big, that's going to be a big one for me. <laughs> yeah. Um, I've already started it Yeah, and I feel pretty confident. Like I, as in it's going to be tricky, but I think I can do it. The reason Syndra over my other ones is that I've noticed that the way the game is played at high elo game, at like just master GM plus games nowadays, the, the Syndra E, it just matters a lot. It just matters. A, 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 if you can't hit it. 
I know it just matters a lot comparatively to like having if you got no no mobility you need some self peel, and it just feels like I would rather I just think Syndra fits the high elo style more than Oriana and Victor, um, so I'm going to go down that and break my mental block. So I've got Silas, Syndra, Vex, Cassio, and then my fifth one um, is going to be I'm I'm going to tackle probably LeBlanc or Akshan, one of the, either of those. I'm still undecided yet. LeBlanc or Akshan, I'm leaning towards LeBlanc um, and have my champ pool of five champs. But I'm going to tackle Syndra and Silas first, which I don't think will take too long. I think I've already started playing both of those. That would be my core four. And then the fifth one, I'll need to take time to do that. Um, and the ultimate goal is to have just a... Because re- I need to adapt with the times. I need to adapt with... Nowadays in mid, it, in high elo, you, you got to have mobility and you got to be able to adapt to high threat compositions. My champ pool before just didn't, doesn't do that. Um, before I, I did, I, I could with Fizz and I could with Galio and I could with TF because there was ways around it, but all those champs are just shit in high elo games. You, you will, literally, people will, will just give up okay. if you have those champs on your team. So um, yeah, yeah. That's it. Is there a certain aspect of your gameplay you're focusing in on or you're really focused on the champs? Just champ mastery right now. Okay. Understanding my matchups and understanding the flow of... Like, Silas specifically is a champion that... It's not... Okay, so there's certain champs in the game that have a very particular game plan. They have a clear identity and you know what you want to do and why. Silas is not like that. Silas depends on the champs who are in the game, the champions you're with, even your interpretation of the champion. I've seen Silas play, so play super fast and aggressive play for like all ins level three level four i've seen silas players play to scale and just get to like everfrost and then they start to take over the game you've seen both i've got to find how i like to interpret silas i still need to get more games in on silas um syndra as well is an interesting one because syndra can be played many ways fast and aggressive airy seaport time warp scaling no like for lane dominate lane or scaling scaling yeah um so i am again just feeling out the different types. I'm in a very feel. I'm trying to develop my feel and work on my EQs with Syndra, my, my combos with Syndra. Silas, I'm getting more of a feel out because you're so committal. When you play melee champs, you've got to know how much damage you do on an all-in. Because if you go for an all-in and you don't have the damage, you just kind of get destroyed on the back end. So I'm, on a very, I'm just purely focused on champ mastery right now with those champions. When I play my main champs, like Cassio and Vex, um... I would say I'm mainly focused on actually taking control and saying no to stuff. Like I've noticed my best games is when I'm willing to say no and really take control. Not just like ping once, like ping three times. Yeah, a lot and really be difficult. Like I remember there was a vote I did recently. I looked at a game where I, sh- I should have won and I knew that this was a wrong play and I pinged it and I used that as like an excuse in my mind. Look, I, look, I pinged it, I pinged it, but... That doesn't, one ping doesn't mean jack shit. You know, I should have been super definitive about this lane assignment. Like it was like a poor lane assignment. I, I pinged that they should go somewhere. What I actually should have done, I said way in advance, 30 seconds. I'm going top, ping on my way, and then just walk down that lane, like no matter what. Because yeah. I knew if I went, didn't go into this lane assignment, yeah. the game was screwed yeah. off that lane assignment. Yeah. But so taking control. Taking control. So in the mid game, in the mid game more specifically. In, yeah, mid game. And, and just being, knowing, making decisions that are coherent with my champ, what I want to do. Um, but I'm not at that stage with Silas and Syndra yet. Yeah. Um, and then also I'm working on my secondary support. Like when I get support, like my Sona. Yeah. I've been playing Sona. Yeah. Um, versus your Sona. That's where I'm at. <laughs> How about you? And, um, 
so taking control of the game you've been focusing on a bit. Yep. That's really important. It is. I'll talk about a bit for me as well. You play mute all every game still? Yeah, so I'm pretty much mute all every game, yep. Um, I unmute certain players that I know. Like, if I'm playing with, like, Sybil or yep. something, like, I'll unmute Big them Sybil, on a, friend of the show. Yeah, friend. Uh, like, I'll unmute on a case-by-case basis, yeah. but it's still mute all, yeah. Yeah. But I'm sitting, I think I'm only at 400 and something LP, 410 or something. Which I think is top 100 still on our server. It's like 70. Yeah. I think 80 or something, yeah. Yeah. All right, so my journey. I came into this year with a theme, okay? Mm-hmm. Obviously, last season, I finished Diamond 1, 50 LP, okay? For the standard that we set ourselves, that's not good enough. Mm-hmm. So, whatever I did last year didn't work, you know? So, this year, my, my mindset was, I want to be able to be playing as much as possible at my best. So, the sort of the, the, the mindset that I've shifted myself towards is, progression is very slow, but regression can be really fast. Always is really fast. People can go backwards really, mm-hmm. really quickly. And the way that I view it, and we said there's so many examples in the solo queue, but, you know, I mean, obviously, I, this is maybe an extreme you example. Mean, you mean regression in terms of LP or regression in terms of, like, just raw Your level of play? skill, confidence, raw level of play. Everything. Uh, everything. Just okay. every, things can drop quickly. Okay. Okay? This is what I experienced last year. Like, the way that I think of it is, like, um, let's say an alcoholic, right? Mm-hmm. And you're recovering. And you go sober for two years. Right. All it takes is two days. You know, if you just right. one and then bam, you're okay. completely back into the old habits. Yeah. Bam. You know, you drink two days. Like that's, that's what my experience was last year. Yeah. Right. Like I, I mean the way that I, I wouldn't view it as dramatically as that, but it was like, I would like start off like the day, you know, and if, if one bad thing starts to go back, cause I take just the way the nature of, I play the game, the view of the game, I take maximum responsibility. If I'm like fucking up, like my negative self-talk gets pretty bad. And I just lose confidence and then that, and then I'll keep playing. And then that's just where I just drop everything, skill level, confidence, champ pool issues, all that sort of stuff. Right. So this year, you know, uh, I'm, I'm stuck it out. So currently champ pool wise, I've not literally moved at all since the beginning of the season. Rek'Sai, Zinzao, a sprinkle of Jarvan. And um, I'm currently learning Volibear on another account. So obviously this is the thing that you disagree with. Guys. Yeah, this is where we disagree. <laughs> So currently, I'm playing on four accounts, okay? Yep. And I prepared this in the preseason. That's why I prepared this. So yep. I, I was thinking of this strategy um, in the preseason. So I got five accounts to Master Tier in the yep. preseason. Yep. Um, which obviously helps the MMR. So then, you know, I'm, I'm sort of playing in this sort of same ELO at the moment. So I mean, pretty much all my accounts, I'm playing in the same ELO. Same games that I would be playing on, you know, my main account. So the way that my mindset was is... Again, going back to my theme, I want to make sure that I'm playing at my best, right? So my mindset was, I'm going to play one three block on my main a day. And that's at when I thought, when I think is the best time of the day for me to play, which is after my second review coaching session, after I've had lunch, I finished gym, mm-hmm. I've had my protein shake, mm-hmm. 2 p.m. till around like 4.35 p.m. So that's when I play the three block on my main. And then after that, I do whatever I want. I play on my second account, my third account, my fourth account, and that's sort of like my mindset is like that's low intensity games, okay? Yep. So the so this is this is all sort of experimentation mode again. I, you know, I'm not I'm not saying for anyone to do this. Okay, mm-hmm. we're against Murphy and playing on, on multiple accounts. Right? Yeah, it just doesn't make sense. It's just a waste of time. Yeah. Right? Um. So. 
where was I going with this? All right, so the interesting thing right now is my main is currently 140 LP, mm-hmm. right? My second account is 375. Mm-hmm. My third account is 330. And my fourth account, which I've just started picking up, that I'm not playing the same champs. I'm learning volleyball on that account at the moment. Mm-hmm. That's Diamond 1 at the moment. And I just picked, played that just okay. literally on the last weekend. I found as well during my weeks, uh, this is actually what I learned last week. For me, Saturdays and Friday nights are the sh- worst time for me to be playing Zolo Okay. Like, I, I don't know if it's like a... Uh, a like a narrative or something, but like I just have too much time in the day. And this is my problem with yesterday is like, I just play league. I love league. You know, I play it. I watch league. And it, when I'm playing like, you know, three, three blocks a day, the last two, three blocks are just horrendous, you know? And like, that's when I, again, that's when I can regress really quick and that will affect my next day and stuff like that. So, um, if I play on other accounts, my mindset is okay. So on Friday, so I'm going to play on other accounts that's when um, I'm going to play low intensity. But the interesting thing is my low intensity accounts, low intensity, are higher than my main. What do you think you make of this, Curtis, so far? What's going on? I mean, I think there's many, many things that you could talk about. I mean, okay, first things first. When you played on your main, you've got to remember that you you played... Didn't you play on your main at the very beginning? I did, yeah. That's when I did the, the beginning story the couple of episodes Exactly. Ago. So I think it, it's basically the same. I'm netting it out in my mind to be the same. Yeah. Like, it would have been the same LP if you take every... Minus scrap the dirt that happened before that point, you know? Yeah. So I think it's just noise. I actually think there's no difference. I think your level of play is identical. To the only reason account. it's 200 LP lower is because of the, the damage you dealt playing the, first the spam 15, 20 games in a row whenever you did. Yeah, it's 30, 60 games. I reckon that, that, that accounts for the 200 LP loss. Yeah. That's what I think. I don't think there's anything to read into it. Okay. Um, well, again, my criticism of your, st- of your routine is I think games played isn't your problem. Yeah. You've played over the past three seasons. Yeah. Okay, let's account how many games you've played over the last two seasons comparatively yeah. to me. It would have to be nearly 5x. Four yeah, X yep. potentially. Yep. Games played isn't your problem. No, it's not. And so I think the time you spend doing that second three block or third three block is not the difference between you getting from three hundred LP to seven hundred LP. I think the difference is the quality of your reviews and the reflection between your games and the intensity that you play at. Um because if it was games played, that you wouldn't, you would have figured it out anyway. If it was games played, you well, wouldn't. That's why I did the last couple of seasons. It right? hasn't worked. It hasn't the worked. games played isn't the problem. Yeah. you're just masquerading the issue. You're kind of, in a way, I kind of feel like you're doing that that statistical thing where it's like there's errors in here somewhere. But if I scatter out, if I kind of, <laughs> yeah. well, it's like it's like the yeah. what's the thing in the Big Short with the mortgage stuff where it's yeah. like we have a lot of risk, but if we scatter it across a large sample size then it's we can a, hide the risk yeah, it's like I'm, i feel like that's what I'm, you're doing i'm creating a a, a, a a big portfolio of accounts. right and then you, so all the shit is mixed in somewhere <laughs> yeah. there but it's kind of getting hidden by other things yeah. that's what i think's happening yeah so like i don't i just think that again I, I, we take very different approaches i play less mm. and i i take time off mm. And my time off, time off, I come back and I feel way better. Way better, yeah. And I actually like think a lot more about my what I'm doing and why I'm doing it, yeah. rather than doing it. Because I just, I just feel like, I just feel like, given how much you've played over the past two years, it just isn't the the solution. I no. just don't think it's a solution. Look, 
you're doing this quote-unquote experiment, but in my mind, you've done this experiment. The multiple accounts. No, you've done the let's play a lot of games experiment. Well, this is a little bit different in my mind. It, it is kind of because, different. Because what I'm doing is I'm, I'm like limiting... So basically what I'm trying to do here as well is I'm identifying when I should stop playing. Okay, no, no, no let, let, let's be careful. Let's be very careful. Okay. In your mind, you think you're doing one three block of refresh games on your main yeah. and then shitty games on your second, yeah. third, fourth account, right? Yeah. But you got to factor in two things. When you're playing low intensity, you could be playing, you actually could be instilling poor habits or it's not like you're going to play these games on your second, third, fourth account and then, and then bad things happen and you're going to completely ignore them. It's not like these are going to have zero effect on the way you view the game. Like, League's a very emotional game, isn't it? Like, if you if you have a 0-3 block on your second account or in your third account, or you just have some shitty games on your second or third account or fourth account, it's highly unlikely that they're going to be completely independent to your view of the game comparatively on your main. Like, I feel like it's going to influence or leak in into your main, vice versa. Like, and I think as well... The other thing you got to account for is that you're not resting such that when you really do play your high intensity games, how refreshed are you? And I actually think the one of the negatives of your approach is when you're forced to only play a three block, like you, you feel like you got to get you your shit to together get it, you do. It's, because it's like you're a only competition. playing. It's like a this is life or death. This is life know? or death. I'm yeah. only playing these three games. So I got to make the like most it's of painful it. for me. Like I'm Stop. so excited. Because I know I don't have time to play any more after this. <laughs> yeah. I just don't have time, right? Yeah. Like the way my schedule is. So yeah. I like it in a way. It's like, yeah. I got to get my shit together here and play these games well. Otherwise, and then the painful experiences are even greater in my opinion. Like I had some, if I have some bad blocks, which I do, it hurts a lot. Like I need to get my shit together mm. like ASAP. I like that. I mm. like having that intensity help, the help with the intensity. So... I mean, look, you, you do you, like you do your experiment. I'm just dubious about it. And I, and I think the, the quote unquote results you're seeing are largely noise due to, I think you, that's just your plateau. You're plateaued at that rank, no matter what. Like, I think you're just that's sitting just at, my level of that's play. just your level of play. Yeah. You're just seeing it on four accounts. Yeah. Like, there's it's no all difference. the same, same thing. It's the know? same yeah. thing. Yeah. You only get better when you're versing better quality that's opponents. Correct. You don't yeah. get better versing low master players. You know how to beat a zero LP master player. You don't know how to beat an 800 LP jungler because if you did, you would be there, Correct. period. Yep. So like, I feel like in a way you're actually wasting time because you'd actually learn more if you played on that one account, you'd be forced to verse better opponents eventually or plateau and then face those issues immediately rather than going back, feeling happy chappy, going from D1 to 200 LP again and then get the fake confidence and then go over again. I just feel like you're, you're, you're slowing down the learning that you would otherwise have. Um... I can say that. That's point. what I think. So, again, the, the difference in our approach, I simply cannot only play three games a day. I at least have to do two, two three blocks a day. And during the week, I will be doing two, three blocks a day. Right. Like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. You do it all on your main. Yeah, so, this is the thing, right? I've convinced myself, and this is what happened last year. I mean, I pretty much did do that on my main. That last three block was just like, just the then, worst. Then do a, do, a, do, a, do a three block, then a two block. I could. Maybe that's something I could find try. Find a way. Like, because it's, it's really simple. It's, you got to find out, okay, you have a problem. The problem is, okay, I have this allocated time. Yep. So you're going to do one intense three back no matter what. The allocated time afterwards, it's, it's either one or two things. You either don't have the energy to play and you're not playing, you're doing something else. Or you have enough energy to play less and maybe you get two games in. Because right now you just seem like an addict. Yep. 
right? That's what it sounds like. Well, it's like, I have to play. There's other things you can do. You can make a video. You can make an article for your thing. You can yeah. watch high-low junglers. You can... There's plenty of things that you can do that that don't revolve around playing League of Legends solo queue on your main, you know, on another account. I, I guess I just, I just feel like playing more makes me better. But as I said, we, it, it doesn't, doesn't. It doesn't. All right. Yeah. That's the thing. I mean, the less games are being. When is that? When has that ever worked for you? Yeah. It's not going to be different. <laughs> like I just uh, yeah, let's just let's just put ourselves back two seasons from ago. Yeah. And then you'd be saying the same thing essentially. Mm. And then again, the same with no results. And then another year, no results. Like you even had similar results at the start of last year. Right. And where did you end up? Diamond one. Right. And you got, you got to a similar amount of ELO last year. Yeah. I got to 800 LP. Right. Or even higher. So again, like it's not about how you start as well. It's how you finish. So I just, I'm, I would rather you test, you tested this. I would rather you test the other extreme. That's what I would only rather. playing three block, one three block, a or day. like, or, or figure it out, or like may, maybe there's a way you can do a, a block or two if you really feel the need to do that after, yeah, on the same account though. Yeah, like it's either you're playing high intensity or you're not. If there's a big, if there's someone out there that just hasn't got games in, that's not you. They would probably benefit from this thing. Like if there's someone that simply can only play a few days a week, right? Like they can only play three days a week and then when they have when they when they can play, they should play. But I don't think that's you. Like if you're doing you could theoretically do s- seven days a week, one three block a day. That's that's a that's a lot. That's twenty one what's that? Twenty one games. Twenty one games a week. That's solid. That's pretty solid. Or you could even do a two block on a weekend and then and then so and then have one full day off, which is what I would recommend you to get a complete fresh perspective when you come back on Monday, not even just about your level of play, just your view of the, the game. Like it's very easy to kind of get tunneled in on like just your way of thinking. Um, it is again, look, I've said this, I, I'm a broken record when it comes to this. So <laughs> yeah. ultimately, you know, y- y- you have to decide what you, you feel like works for you. Yeah. Um, I also have this narrative for some reason that like, cause I finished like, cause I really embraced, like I had to really break down my ego last year you know, because I was 800 and I went down to Diamond 1, I was like, okay, I am actually just a Diamond 1 level player, right? So my th- thought process is I went into this this season is like I'm a Diamond 1 level of skill level. Mm. So success would look like 200 LP and that's where we'll finish the season. Right. That's so interesting. Is that interesting? And like in my mind, then that, I've So you're feeling that. success now. Like, yeah, that's you- it. Like I'm done for the season. The next year I'll try and get 400 LP. That's true. That's so <laughs> weird. Yeah. Is that weird? It's weird. Yeah. That's literally a thought process. Like, I, like, I, like going back to fascinating. Like my mindset right now is, I just don't want to regress. I'm, I'm preventing regression. Last year, I just regressed hardcore. I think you're. I think you're tunneling way too hard on your LP. As a, as a as a not not that you're 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 focusing on the LP, but you're focusing on the LP as a as an indicator of your level of play rather than your level, of play. level of play. So yeah. like the way I view right now with my yeah. level of play, I actually whether I'm 400, 300, 200, 500, it doesn't I, matter. It doesn't matter because I know I'm playing like shit. Yeah. So if I play better, the LP it, comes correct. That's no, 100%. no, but like I'm happy when yeah. I play good quality league. I yeah. there's sometimes I felt in a season where like I'm playing to my limit and this is. This is what my my level play looks like, represented by an LP, like a number. Like, this is what it looks like. This is where I'm at. I can't. I just played my absolute best. I'm playing my absolute best time and time again. If I try my hardest, this is only as high as I can get. 
but now I don't feel like that. But for me, until I'm at that point, the number doesn't matter. Until I'm at that point where I know I'm really, this is my limit. I'm, I'm playing, I'm playing, I'm happy with my level of play. That's what I'm trying to get to. I'm trying to get to that point where I'm happy with the way I'm playing. I feel very satisfied at the end of the game. Whatever number that is, whether it's 800, 900, 1,000, that's not on me. I just have to, I just want to get to that point first. Finally, funny thing, I want to talk about this. I actually wrote, a, I actually did a short little video for the MLA this morning talking about how league is broken up into two phases. I'd love to get your thoughts on this. We have a learning phase, we have an execution phase, and everyone goes between both phases throughout their journey. So for example, say someone comes into your coaching session and say, Nathan, you know, I've, um, I've plateaued. I feel like I need to learn something. Maybe someone's been stuck at a certain rank for a while. I need to get a coaching session. So you go in and you spot a few things, right? You spot a few things and then you say, all right, Jimmy, we're going to, I want you to really focus on the one, maybe these two areas for the, for the, until these are muscle memory. And, and he, this guy goes off, Jimmy goes off into, into solo queue across the next two weeks. Now, sometimes that will end up in an LP increase. Sometimes it won't. We, we don't know. Sometimes it will, sometimes it won't. We've covered this before. Two weeks down the line, Jimmy, Jimmy might think, oh, you know, you know I, want, I want to get another coaching session. Nathan's doing a coaching session. I'm going to come in, right? So he comes in and you look at his gameplay. Mm. Because of the, the, the dynamic nature of league, you can look at his gameplay and you could think that he's did well at that, but that's just one game. You might just see a whole host of other issues, but that could be a noise game. You have no idea. So what you have to say to this guy, what I've noticed is that this guy is already ready to move on from a learning objective and he's trying to look for something else to learn. But what he hasn't done is he hasn't milked that learning objective enough, executed upon that enough to, to then get to a new plateau point. In league, I think it's very important. And a plateau point would be like the muscle memory. Yeah, like where, where let's see where like that you, gets you. Until yeah. you, you've got that muscle memory, let's just see where that gets you. So you it's execute, execute, execute until you get to a point where you're, you're definitely plateaued. Then you learn. But I think what happens, and it feels really sexy to do, is like you, you because especially when you like understand the game a lot, you, you see all these flaws in your gameplay and you want to like learn all these new things. But what happens is that like this guy, he might work a full-time job. He might only get like 10 games, 15 games a week. Across two, two weeks, he might even get in 25 games or something. Let's say he gets 25 games in. Taking into account games, he's not getting his main role, trolls, whatever. He's probably only getting 18, maybe 15 games of solid practice. That's nowhere near enough to know, first of all, develop muscle memory or see where that learning objective actually gets him. And I feel as though it's very important we, we actually push a learning or our learning up until a point where we like plateau. If you don't get to the point where you plateau, you get into this toxic learning cycle where you're always improving. You're never like a finished product and you never get to see where you're at. And I think that um, with you, I feel as though what you should do and the way your mindset is learn something, focus on something, make that muscle memory, spam it until you get to a point where like you just know how to do that. Yeah, I can do it blindfold. Do it blindly. Then... So you're going to stay, that's going to be a while. That could be like a month, right? That could theoretically be a month. And then go back to learning, pick another thing, do it again. Whereas I feel like sometimes, I feel like more experienced players, we kind of do that intuitively. Like we'll, we'll, we'll just execute for ages. Like we won't change our learning objectives. No. Like we'll just set, sit on our learning objectives for a long time. But a lot of our clients, they, they don't really internalize the importance of like plateauing. They get so caught up on shifting learning objectives and they, they don't realize that they haven't actually developed muscle memory 
and they haven't pu- pushed to that plateau point and they overwhelm themselves because they're trying to learn so many fucking things at the same That's time. Too many things are overwhelming. So like, what do you think about that? Do you feel as though in your clients, you, you get people, oh, I've actually seen the other way around as well, where people stay too long in the plateau point. They can't accept reality that they need to learn new things. They think they should, they should be climbing. That would never happen for my clients because oh, really? I mean, they come to a review and there's so many mistakes still, even if they right. think it's good. I've, I've had that with, with clients where they, they, they think that they're just going to keep playing and they'll, they'll get better, but they, and they, they just don't come to coaching sessions. I've had that as well. Oh, okay. oh, it could be a lot of people in, yeah, in solitary that just don't come to them. They anymore. lurk. Yeah, they yeah. lurk. Yeah, that's true. But anyway, what do that. you think about this? Like in terms of moving on from learning objectives too fast and like the learning phase and execution phase. Does that resonate at all? Like, does that make... Do you find that with your clients? Yeah, I mean, I have Alex. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I have Alex who's... Uh, he's Summoner Squid, right? Okay. And he's just recently hit Master again. And he... Um, he said every time he comes to a review session, the learning objective I set after it is something that he took off his list. Right. He's like, I got to go back to that yeah, again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is interesting. Yeah. Yeah, you just got to, I don't know, man. Like the, the, the point being, the point I'm trying to make is that plateauing is a very important feeling to have. Like you... Yeah, well, that's like what I'm trying to get. You got to get to that like, point. Like, this is the narrative. But you're well. slowing down your plateau point. That's like... No, whole- I think that... So this is as well. This is, this is a dead set narrative mm. that I have. Yeah. With my champion pool. Yeah. And the way I play the game, you know, Rek'Sai, Zinzia, Jarvan. At max, I'll be able to get 400 LP. Why do you think that? And that's and how like can you say top that? Top 100 or top 150 on a server. That's, that's literally a narrative. Doesn't, doesn't, like, that's literally not, it's not, So it's not logical. You just have it. Well, I mean, no one plays the champs that I play. Well, think about the Rex I player that would get... Yeah, well, the one there's one on EU that got 1,000 last year. Yeah, and the guy on Oris, the Chinese player, he used to dominate every he, season. He's not around anymore, though, is I think he? he went back to China. Yeah. Yeah. That's true, yeah. And, um, yeah, I mean, maybe I need to take it to a next level. And I... And I um... So all I'm... I think, you're, again, you're getting too caught up on the number. Yeah. Well, the number reflects sort of the level of play. Like, again, it's not the number, it's the rank on the server. Like, again, I think that... Don't even think of it as rank on the server. I can't get higher than rank 100 with my my champel. That's my that's my mindset. That's so, so interesting. So, so I'm happy. So what I'm trying to do, like, success for me, again, would be five accounts, 200, 400 LP. So I actually, let's say, let's say, I think, I think 200 LP is low ball, but 400 LP, like if I have five accounts, 400 LP with that champ pool, then I'm sort of proving like I am actually 500 oh, L, 400 I just, LP I just player. hate the way you're talking. With man. I really that, that is champ pool. Like, I think I'm literally <sighs> capping out the game. Like I'm in, I finished the game, which is, I, you know, there's definitely next levels and I make, I'm still guys, I'm making a lot of mistakes still. Like think of it, like, do, you, do you feel think? happy when you like, say you lose, like say do you ever lose a game where you're like, where you feel happy? Like, you're like, I did everything I could. Do I lose a game? Where you, you did everything you could and like, you, you kind of know that was your level of play. You just lose. And dude, like, that, that hasn't happened to me in a long time, dude, to be honest. As in like, so you, you've played- I played perfectly and I still lost. Yeah. That hasn't happened or to not, me in a Or long not time. even perfectly. You just, you know, that's your level. Because your level... Ah, that's not my level, dude. Perfection is my level. That has to be my level. I just I just think that's so interesting. I just think that you've got this very warped view of what... Of, like... 
you're, you're, you're getting so disconnected from the actual league itself. Like, okay. so you think it's too much in Fairyland? Like, you just can't expect to play perfect. But I mean, I'm looking at the mistake. Like, it's it's basic. It stuff, depends dude. what the mistakes are. Really, I yeah. can't really comment until I see your mistakes. But but what I'm getting at, Nathan, I, I, is I think a pla- like a plateau, yep. right, is like a feeling where something's missing. Like something like you're you're doing everything. You, say if you currently go into a game expressing what you currently know, like does that does that lead you to climb or does it not? Period. Like period. Sometimes, and you know via feeling if it does or not. You'll just know over time. Um, I mean, I, I again, I think maybe I need a coach or something, dude, because I literally think I've capped out my knowledge, right? Like of jungle and solo queue, just like wave states. It's just now it's just execution, really. Like I literally think that there's yeah, nothing. Yeah, okay. More well, execution and I'm, I'm, then is huge, and, and I'm not missing anything. Yeah, now it's execution. Well, execution's yeah. a huge part. It is a huge part. I mean, that's most of. My problems is purely execution. Okay, yeah, you have all the knowledge. It's, yeah, no shit. Yeah, you had no. You've had. I mean, I've had the whole. No, yeah, I mean, you learn little, 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 little things. Every yeah, now there and is then. true. You do learn little, little, things, like little things. Yeah, like situations. how champ interacts. Yeah, but but yeah. like largely, it's just execution and like expanding your your view, expanding your mental stack, like doing it such that like I don't have to think. Um, but. Yeah, I would love to be in your mind. I don't really... I don't know what the fuck you were doing talking about, honestly, half the time. I don't I don't really know what... You have all these weird narratives. Just, just again, my advice, Nathan. Just, I do. It's a, is it a fixed mindset? Just bring it back to just... Are you playing well or not? I, that's I what know. I do. I, that's what I enjoy, dude. Like, I have fun, like, again, like... I, I'm 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 playing like some games like I play fucking greatly. Like, this is fucking good League okay. of Legends. Well, look, you do your... You know? Y- 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 I think you. I think I might need a coach, dude. I'm gonna I'm, maybe I need to find a solo queue coach, dude. Some just some p- other perspective on my games or something. Yeah. Well, okay. Tying on from this, I do have one point okay. I want to talk about. Yeah. So, you know, you know, obviously, champ mastery is a big one, but there's an element of champ mastery that I've really taken for granted. Okay. So I obviously played a lot of Vex and Cassio over the past like few months, and um. I got to the point where in a draft, right? Like I would get certain feelings. Like I would know how my champ interacts in a draft. Like I'd know what, how my champ needs to play against certain champions, how my champ works in this comp, how I would want to play fights in this comp. Like how I would, do I need to facilitate or can I be a carry? Can I be more greedy and like be more selfish or can I be, do I have to be selfless? Like these are all things I like, I understand un, like, to a very deep level, how my champion interacts with the draft. Now, as you expand your pool, what I found myself doing is that I would pick my champion and I wouldn't know if it was good for my champion or not. Like, I wouldn't know... Like good how, for the, champ- well, the like, draft. Well, like, I wouldn't about? know how my champion interacts with the compositions and in, with, yeah. interact with the champions, yeah. if that makes sense. You see, I, have, I, I don't think about this at all. I think it's so fucking important. Like, incredibly important. I had a huge discussion, not a big, pretty big discussion with Mysterious. So Mysterious important in terms of choosing your champion. We're talking about in no, the game, like the team. Like not even stuff. about whether or not you choose. You're, you're choosing your champion, but how the champs like fundamentally interact. Like I think this is a problem of yours, and the reason I'm bringing it up is because I it was a problem of mine because I'm spending my champ pool. I've, it's come to my attention, but I didn't know it was a problem until I compared it with what I had before. I want I want you to do a little experiment in your mind, Nathan. Okay. Think back to when. I want you to think back to your your when you're the, playing Udia, the most comfortable you were with Udia, like peak Udia. Yeah. When you're in a game with Udia, when you're at your peak mastery with that champion, 
You can even think back to even when you played it last year, right? Yeah. When you went into a game, like at every stage of that game, like you knew what you needed to be doing, Correct. how much damage you could take, yes. who could kill you, yeah. who couldn't kill you. Yeah. And that would alter everything from how every you play decision. fights, yeah. objectives you can do, invade opportunities. It, it, would, it would give you everything. Like you wouldn't even have to think. Like, it's just intuitive. It's intuitive how your champion interacts with those champions. The champ mastery right? is muscle memory. Because the champ mastery, you've got so much champ mastery that, like, you just know what you can and can't do. Compare that with some of your other champions. Like, I mean, now you've, you've probably developed a lot of champ mastery, but I would even, I'm just interested to hear your thoughts. Compare it now with even, like, your, your Rek'Sai. Yeah. When you're going into games, like, do you know exactly how your champ interacts with all these champions? And, like what you should be doing in certain compositions and team fights. Like, do you, do you know to the same level as you did Udia? No. Like, is it close? No. It's not even close, right? No. I found the exact same thing with, with certain champions of mine where on my Casio, like, I would know everything. Like, who threatens me, how respectful I need to be, how my champion interacts with that one, how much damage I can do, how I can tank, what I can't do. Like... And I'll know this even, I'll even think about it in the champ select. I'll, I'll, I can already know how the game is likely going to play out and how much threat I'm under. Like, it's just a feeling I get. Like, I, I'm thinking about this, right? When I, when I, I've noticed this when I picked other champs, when I picked my Silas, right? Even if I know the matchup, when it comes to a skirmish in mid-game, I'm actually, even if I kind of know what I need to do macro-wise, I'm just missing so many opportunities. I'm not, I'm not able to push the limits of my champion because... I just don't know how my champion interacts with the composition fundamentally and how I interact with certain champions and how much damage I can do, how much I can take, other creative ways. Should it, is it even worth it for me to sacrifice a side wave to group here? I don't know the feeling of all the differing ways to win a game with my champion. So one massive part of champion mastery, and especially in high elo, and this should influence when you pick your champion and draft and, and, and how much you want to give away... like. Do you want to pick Rek'Sai in this game knowing how hard it's going to be? That, that sort of thing. That's why you got to have multiple champs in your pool, ideally, when you're climbing to Challenger. Like, it's way... It is better that way. But um, the point I'm trying to make is I think a lot of people out there... Yeah, sure, you might know how your, your champion interacts in the 1v1. You might know how to play your initial first wave or your first clear and how that interacts with the enemy jungler. But, like, you don't really know. When it comes to skirmishing, like, you will get exposed. Yeah. Like, you get exposed in skirmishing. It's true. I get exposed. I mean, I lost the game single-handedly because I kept on engaging on Pike and I didn't have enough damage to one-shot him and he would E and then I'm useless. You get stunned or whatever yeah. and then you're screwed. And then I literally lost the game for my team. All I have to do is just wait for him to go in first and then he's dead. Right. That's a great example. It's just one interaction. Yeah. And that changed the entire game. Right. Yeah, it changes the entire game. Uh, or you might not go for a play that you thought, you, but you actually could get it and it can change the game. Like missed opportunities, right? So the point I'm trying to make is that this is the sort of thinking that I think you miss. Yeah. No, now, now that you talk about it, you think about it, I'm just... Like, it, again... That's I, why I tick time back to that same example, dude. Nathan, it's where so you, you dove instead of peeling yeah. when I was playing Cassio that it's one game. Yeah. Like, I keep time back to that one example because in my mind, it's <laughs> yeah. not... It shouldn't be remotely possible. Like, yeah. it shouldn't even be the realm... Of, I keep saying that. I know I'm, I'm a broken record here and I'm not trying to put you down, but like... No, it's, it's like me. It's like me flash engaging on Cassio... <laughs> into like an Ezreal or some yeah, shit. Like it yeah. wouldn't make sense. Yeah. 
Like, I would never do that. No, saying that I'm capped is just a defense mechanism. I have so much more to learn about the game. It's That's just absolute hogwash, dude. You know what? You know what it is? My mindset is a successful season to me is five accounts, 400 LP, and then uh, next year I'll increase that. Right. That's literally as simple as it is. Right. And I'm pretty close to that already. You're there, dude. You're basically there, so stop. You're there already. So, so then, like, now it's like, now I'm scared. It's the details. It's small uh, details. I'm scared. I'm I got to push to the next level. Look you know? at your fucking t shirt, dude. Into the detail. <laughs> I do get into the details. <laughs> yeah, in mid game, not in early game. I swear you just tunnel in the first 15 minutes. Wait, yeah, you mean early game, not mid game. No, I'm saying you get into the details in the early game. Oh, that's right. But, reviews, like, you, you yeah. kind of end a review at like that's 15 correct. minutes. Like, yeah. No, this is actually, actually, this is something I have been working on is mm. mid game. Good. But not team fights and stuff like that. About. What? What do you look at? Where is my team? Where's the enemy's that's, team? That is big. Where is okay? your team? Okay. And, and playing off my team's resets. That's I think really I'm big. really fucking that's good great. at that. And I think that that's actually gotten me. Great. From like 200 to 400. That's better. I'm, I'm glad to hear you're focusing so on that. So that's what I have been focusing like on. Like team fighting and positioning though, I think that's like the evolution of the game. Yeah. Like I feel like that is... I agree. It is, like it is the high elo games are, so is team fighting and skirmishing. Yeah. Like I just think it is. Like, Well, not my games, dude. Again, I, I'll win the game in 15 minutes. Yeah, you'll like snowball lane. Yeah. And, yeah, I get that. But you can't avoid being good at it. Yeah, you As can't. you have you to. Eventually. To yeah. get higher, yeah. you've got to be really good at skirmishing and yeah. team fighting. Like, you're kind of skirting around the issue in a way, you know? Yeah, I am. Um, I definitely need to. So, like, just, yeah, just that. I'm coming, and I've just noticed it in my own from expanding my pool, like, how little I know about my champions. I'm like, fuck, I've got a lot of work to do. That's why I'm just focused on champ mastery. Because I just don't even know how to win a game. I don't understand how my champ works in mid game. And it's just so big. I'm just lost, really. I, I really am lost. And, like, I'll have basic ideas, but I'm comparing it with how I'm playing Vex. I know exactly. Like, to the T, I yeah. could tell you why I'm doing what I'm doing, yeah. why I'm standing where I'm standing. Like, every every single move on my Vex makes sense Yeah, when I'm playing high intensity. Everything like, has intention. Everything has intention. And I can tell you why. That is beautiful League of Legends. And, yes. I'm, and I'm trying to get that on all of my champs. I've only got it on, like, two of my, you know, four champs I know right now, yeah. which is not acceptable. Um, so, yeah, something to think about. Yeah, it's, that was a good therapy session, Curtis. Lovely. I think I I need to break down some bullshit, dude. Keep lying to myself. I mean, you know, I've, I I spoke about my solo queue issues the other week. We all go through. Everyone has problems, man. Yeah, everyone has. It's everyone a messy has journey, dude. It's a messy but exciting it journey. Is. It's tough, man. Solo queue is bloody tough. Love it. Um. All right. Here we go. I want to talk about. Um, there was this Reddit post. Okay. Um, about this guy who got coached from LS. Yep. Or did or, or not got coached. It was the title of this Reddit post was LS told me I will never be able to achieve master tier. Today I hit challenger for the first time AMA. Now, while we're on the topic of LS, you know, obviously the whole LS getting kicked from C9. Big, big we don't news. have enough information to talk about that. There's nothing to say. Or, you know, uh, you know, we just don't have the information. So people probably want to hear our take on it until we get more information. I think it's unfair to us to even remotely comment on it. I think A though, surface level comments, it's a shame. That we didn't see the longevity. That we didn't see the longevity. Because objectively, you cannot, no one can comment on the effectiveness of someone's coaching after three, four weeks. No matter what happened, let let alone a split. Yeah, you couldn't even really tell how good a coach is after a split or a year. You really can't. 
So it's three weeks. Whether he did great work or poor work, we will never know. And their performance now will, is not a representation of Alice's coaching. It just isn't. The, the, the chapter's closed. The chapter's closed. We'll never know. The book's closed. Um, so that's... I don't want to say anything. I just feel bad that we didn't get to see what he could do. Yeah. It was looking exciting. So... So I'm going to read parts of this. I'll try and go through the major bits. So saying he says, "Hi, right, my name's Mo. He's a high elo Cassiopeia main. He challenged her for the first time. He said, around three years ago in season nine, I reached out to LS on his stream. And after seeing my OPGG, which was one to 2,000 games in low diamond main in Yasuo, he started basically, you know, <laughs> Edison invented the light bulb, dot, 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 um, which I found pretty funny. Um, but what does that mean? As in like, it's just not possible. It's like, you know... Oh, so he'll never because he's in no universe four. is it possible for him to ever get master tier or challenger but based he's, off he's him a, being a diamond four one thousand diamond four two thousand game Yasuo player, player. Okay. yeah. But later on, he said he was kind enough to talk to him on Discord for two hours for free. Um, he told him how passionate he was, and basically LS said um, that he didn't want to take his money because he didn't want to foster a fake dream. Um, and I respect that about LS. I think that's a really commendable thing to do because he's right. Like certain people, you just do, you don't think that they could make it, right? Yeah. And they're just addi- like addiction to the and game. An they're and not ready for coaching yeah. sometimes. Mm. Um, and then he said, he said, everyone can get diamond, but not everyone can get challenger. Even with hard work and full, that's what Ellis said, even with hard work and full intention to achieve it. Now the guy goes on to say, this is not a, not hate on Ellis. I'm a fan and respect all he's contributed. Um, blah, 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 blah. The message for this post is for the AMA and the message this is his message, that no matter what anyone says, anyone can hit challenger. How people believe that it is impossible for them to do it and you must be born with gifts and talents to be able to do it. Don't get me wrong, a single parent of four with low income and two jobs can hit challenger, but it is obviously not worth them spending 10 to 20,000 hours so they won't. And just like you, if you are not challenger, I need you to know that you can do it and it is only a choice of whether it is worth the thousands of hours of extreme dedication and sacrifices. So let's get, before we dive into this and break this down, I want to kind of look at his OPGG. So if I open up his OPG, OPGG here, he's a grinder. So the statement that you're, we're going to break down is anyone can get to That's Challenger. That's right. Anyone can get to Challenger. So I want to talk about this guy, his account first and his journey mm. before we really question the validity of this statement. So season nine, if I look at his OPGG, he has a lot of games. Like he has, he has like, over, he has like 650 Casio games, 600 Yasuo games, 300 Zed games, 200 Rengar games. Like he has a lot of champs and a lot of games. This is like 2,000 plus games. Season 10, a lot of games of, of Casio, Cassidan, a lot of games played again. Season 21, metric, season 11, sorry, metric ton of games on Casio, Cannon. Yasuo, Pike, a lot of games. So he was, again, season 9 Diamond, season 10 Diamond, season 11 Master. We're talking 2,000, 3,000 games a season. Like, this is a lot of games played. And finally, season 20, you know, season 12, here we are. Pretty much only a one trick, right? And But he only has barely 200 games played. So he's about 200 games played with a 59% win rate with Casio. 195 Casio games. Bottom of Challenger, essentially. 600 LP. So, very pieces, a few important pieces of information to note here. He doesn't even have 300 games yet on, his, on this account. He's already started to go play normals. He hasn't continued his grind last. He played solo queue four days ago. 
And um, he's obviously got, had a pretty good MMR here, and he's just made it up there. Now, making the bottom of Challenger, I'm not discrediting his achievement. It's a great achievement. Staying Challenger <laughs> and playing in Challenger, very, very different things. Now, again, just to clarify, I'm not, I don't want to beat his achievement, beat it up, but... Let's get some games in. Let's see what you can do. You're at the bottom of Challenger now. You so you're saying you need a bigger sample size. 200 games is not enough. 200 games is a very small sample size. There's a lot of noise in there. We can't actually distinguish whether or not he really is a Challenger player or not. And, we, my, and based on what I've seen here, him going to normal games and haven't played in four days since he got Challenger, that's a red flag. Mm. That's a very, very big red flag and he's likely going to go down. I could basically guarantee it. But anyway, let's tie back to his main point, Nathan. What do you th- what are your initial thoughts when you when you hear this? Anyone can get challenger. Yeah. I mean it's like, yeah, I mean it's just not it's too much in fairyland because, you know, twenty thousand like you know I mean we talk a lot about your gaming background, right? How important that is. And I you know, I have some people insulted. This is their first PC game. It's very very difficult and 20,000 hours would that would never last that long to even try to attempt to get that goal. Why would you do There's so many more things you could do, right? So, yeah, like, I mean, you know, again, it's sort of, it's sort of like saying, um, the way that I view it, you know how it's like, uh, people say like alien life exists <laughs> because there's billions of stars and planets. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like, well, it's infinite. There's an infinite It's like, I'm never going to see one. So like, yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, you know, you don't know. You know, people think there's aliens out there, but right. like, I'm not going to, it's probably not in my lifetime. It's so right? out there that. So it's like, why even put that out there? Or like, what's the point of saying that, you know? That's the yeah. way, I, that's my first thought. Where it's just fairyland type yeah. thing. Yeah. Yeah, I totally agree. I actually think it's a dangerous message. Yeah. Because... He basically, the point, you know, he says he, he says one of the big things that helped him was being a one-trick. We've spoke about the importance of share mastery, but the thing is, is, yeah, he doesn't talk about his process and how he did it. He, yeah. he just grinded games, 3,000 games a, yeah. a season. Yeah. What he is failing to understand is that the ability to play that many games and not lose your mind is in itself an element of potential genetics or talent. Talent, yeah. Like, sure... You can say, right? Let's use Kobe Bryant. I love the Kobe Bryant example, the member mentality. It's kind of like saying anyone can be like Kobe Bryant and have that mentality. That mentality is what made him Kobe. Mm. Sure, and, and, theoretically, and I could. You can't just take it as well. You can't well. just like, take he it. He developed that. Like, dude, he was playing basketball at like four or five years old. Like, yeah. You know? He had a dream at like a young ass age. And he was just playing. And he's parented in a certain way. Yeah. And, you know, sure, you could say that. Theoretically, anyone could put that amount of hours and have that amount of dedication and make that many sacrifices. But that's like saying, again, it's like, no. no. <laughs> that, that is the part of the talent. The part of the talent, yes, I'm sure there's genetic parts of talent, but talent is as well the element to stay focused or the ability to stay focused and be completely dedicated over a large sample size. Like he always, all he's saying is that it just takes hard work and sacrifice. Like you're just completely downplaying how easy... Like, like, not everyone can do that. Not everyone can put in the hard work as our price. And even if people do, I disagree. I actually disagree. I yeah. think there are people that could, are as dedicated and put in the time and effort and still won't make, make it. I mean, I've He's had, completely discrediting his entire league journey, like you just said. I've had two people uh, 
they tried really hard insults and everything and they just they they quit they just they couldn't do it yep right yep you know so yeah i mean psycho i've had psycho there you go there's so many things at play that you just can't account for and i think that he's completely underestimating his gaming background the amount of games he's played how long he's played the game like a whole host of things um so no not everyone can do it i think that's a very toxic message and i think I actually, in a way, I don't agree with the message LS sent saying like, you know, you could never reach master and, you know, kind of put him down in a bit of a Maybe way. Maybe that gave him extra motivation. It could dude. have given him extra that motivation. Who kit, knows? You know? But but I, but I think that like the point LS is trying to make is that you got to be careful. You know, it, that theoretically it took him, what, three seasons of playing 2,000, 3,000 games a, de- a, a year, solo queue. That's an incredible amount of time. In a way, LS is completely justified. Why would he take someone's money if it's going to take him three and out of three seasons, 3,000 games? That's like, how many hours is that? It's ridiculous. 20,000, 30,000 hours or something. It's an immense amount of time. So I think that um, this is a scary message to send. Coming from someone that just scraped the bottom of Challenger that probably won't even finish Challenger with barely even 300 games with a high win rate in the early season in the early season Whew. some red flags there yeah i know I, look i tell you what the, the one good thing the thing here like even if he you know from going from diamond four i mean champ mastery that's the thing we talk about all the time there is an element of that in right it. i mean champ even mastery. if he wasn't challenging he got 200 up with that's still fantastic and yeah exa- exactly yeah um and that's just again the power of champ mastery guys the power of champ mastery yeah um, but I think he like if he wanted to provide value for people reading that post, he should have went detailed into his journey, like the mental blocks he overcame. This is like, what I did with Ishan, right? Yeah, like yeah, what, what, yeah, what you did with Ishan, exactly. Like like walk us through what were the mental blocks exact you faced, process, yeah. exact process. What did your daily schedule look like? Like all this stuff. That's that's what he should have went into. That's because actually, that's replicable, and that's actually how you you learn. Like you know, it's, at the end of the day, yeah, that's just a, a, a blowing out to the wind. Hey guys, look at me. I got. Yeah, I just played thirty thousand games, and, and you can you do know, it too. You can do it too. That's just <laughs> bullshit. It's bullshit. Dude. It's like there's no break because so many people have done that and it's haven't got so those results. Lazy dude. It's just lazy dude, and that's what our job is. Like we break down the game to make it consistent, right? Right. Yeah. It should and it shouldn't take that many games. It shouldn't take three thousand games a season no. for three seasons in a row to go from diamond to challenger. It shouldn't. No, it shouldn't. That means it should not. Yeah. yeah. You may hear the mindset of throw enough shit at the wall, eventually it sticks. And that might not work for that that could work for him, but it's highly likely it not gonna work, work, work for, for many, many other correct. people. Yes. The That's amount of people that rot away in Master Deer by doing that is <laughs> unbelievable because yeah. we never hear about them. No, we don't. We never hear about the people that fail. Squid Game, they're dead, dude. They're, they're Squid Game, right? We don't see the dead bodies in front of us. This is we just the, the one lone survivor that somehow made it, right? <laughs> There's a lot of people that don't. Yeah. Right? He could just be built different like T- Tyler One, you know, That's with right. the five, the five roll challenge off. Yeah. So I just think it's a toxic. It's just it to- is. It's a, it's a toxic it's message a to spread. Message. I agree. Um. I've got another one, Nathan, if you had nothing. Yeah, I got so much yep. about Champ Mastery. Okay. okay. So I have two examples recently of the weekend. I had um, a conversation in Soul 2. Mm-hmm. He, come, he comes into, I'm in the practice dojo because I'm sitting there in a practice dojo practicing, playing my Solo Q3 box. And he goes, Nathan, you know, like, you know, you sit there, you play in Rexi over and over again. Like, I don't know how you do it, dude. Mm. Like, I 
I know that's how you get better at the game, but I just can't do it. Okay. So he's a Kha'Zix main. He knows he's really confident Kha'Zix. He'll climb Kha'Zix, but he can't play that champ for longer than a couple of days. And he'll just play all these other champs. And he literally, he's accepted. And, and well, he has a, uh, well, he says his reason, he's ADHD. Right. So he thinks that one of the reasons why that is, is because he the sees dopamine. something. Yeah, the dopamine. Just next thing looks fun. Like Mordecai's the jungle, hit camps, yay. Like that looks really fun. Someone's doing it. What do you think this is, Curtis? And, and we actually have a close friend of ours as well. I won't name names, but he as well. I mean, he literally knows everything we talk about and he knows what to do. And over the weekend, he pissed away. He went from master promos to diamond two because he thought Hecarim jungle, Mordecai's the jungle was fun. And he didn't stick to his mm. very good Xin Zhao and Jarvan that literally was mm. getting into Master Tier Romos. So he knows, but he just can't do it. Mm. What's going on, Curtis? Is that just how humans are so oh, good at There's so many things. There's so many threads to pull on here, though. There really is. Um, I think there's an element of emotional regulation and the and like just discipline. We talk, you remember we yep. spoke about this in the ADHD episode yep. where people with ADHD, they... Uh, they're more prone to chasing dopamine um, and their, their inability to regulate emotions um, comes into play. I, I think that is probably a factor. This other person that we know, he doesn't have it. He doesn't have, yeah. So, but, but I think that there are people have differing levels of emotional regulation based off their upbringing and things like that. I think that as well, once your relationship with the game tarnishes, it's very difficult to to kind of view it in a serious manner once you've already pissed on it, if that makes sense. Got it. Yeah. So like, so, so imagine yeah, it like, okay. I imagine it like this. I imagine if, um, imagine if at school you had at, at home, you imagine you, you've, okay, let's create, I'm going to create a story here. All right. Story right? This is not case. real. This yeah. is, but I'm just going to kind of take influence from your, your high school journey. Okay. My high school. This so is, let's this just is say, Nathan. this is Nathan junior. Yeah. So let's say from year seven yep. to year nine yep. for say two years, three years, you, you came home from school. Instead of doing homework, you sat there and played World of Warcraft for six hours sounds, and sounds then had dinner and then amazing. went to sleep. Something like that. Right. Yeah. And you do this for like three years mm. and then year 10 rolls around and then shit's actually starting to get hard. Like you're actually starting to like struggle at school and like, like classes are way harder and your grades are really poor. And your parents say, look, Nathan, we, you, you've really got to pick it up here. We're worried about you. Um, we, we, want, we want you to really start taking your study seriously. So we want to make sure that you're starting. We're taking your PC off your computer, your desk from your, from your room. No more PC. And we're going to, when you get home, you've got to study on this desk yeah. for... At least two hours. You get the facts right, Curtis. The internet would be shut off. Right, or the internet would shut off. Whatever. Right. And the interesting thing is, like, on this desk in this room for the past three years, you've been in a happy, fun mood. So, like, when it comes to now studying on this desk, it's so hard for you to just randomly switch your... Like, you, you have the same process that you've had every single time, right? Coming from home, get into your room, get your can of Coke, and, uh, <laughs> and, 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 and you know, play League, play video, play video games. games. It's gone from do the same thing, but no video games. So, in a way, you've kind of created this, like habit in a way you can call it a habit or routine whatever you want to call it 
that's just completely dis- disappeared, right? You've got to shift your mindset to, you know, from this being fun time to this is, again, more study time. Not only, obviously, is that very difficult from, like, an emo- I mean, just overall changing a habit. There's also the difficulties of, like, getting motivated to do that because it's, it's less fun. It's, it's less short-term gain for more long-term gain, right? It's thinking long-term. Um, and then also just the sheer discipline to get into the work, right? There's a whole lot of, there's a whole host of issues here, but also more importantly, your environment is tarnished in the sense that you've disrespected this environment. This environment is purely fun zone and now it's going to serious zone. That's so hard to wrap your head around. So I think with a lot of people, when it comes to league, in the case of our friend that we know, he's played the game for a very long time in a very disrespectful manner. Mm. With norms, four fun rank games, switching roles, switching roles whatever it might be. He's hurt his relationship with the game. So actually playing in an unfun, in, in his mind, the narrative is, if I'm not doing this, it isn't fun. Like he's conditioned himself that playing multiple roles or playing different champions and playing the way he's played in the past is fun in a way. And it could even be a defense mechanism for him as well in the sense that like he's scared of failing doing the process such that if he does it this way, he has an excuse for himself mm, deep down. Mm, it could even right, be that right. as well. Because yeah. um, if he does it and he still doesn't get results, then it hurts. It's yeah, like, then it's just him. It's all on him. All he just doesn't him. know how to learn. And like, yeah. fuck, what does that mean for me? If I don't know how to learn, then I'm just useless. You know, it can yeah. go on like a very negative yeah. route if you don't view it in a healthy way, right? Mm. Especially if he has a fixed mindset. So I think that um, there's many ways you can view it, but I think for a lot of people, and it might even be for the Kazis guy, he just might have just not be comfortable viewing League in this way. Like he's had a lot of for, you can call it for fun moments in his past and he has to change his view of the game which takes time it takes discipline it takes, it takes scheduling yeah. that's why scheduling you go, scheduling helps you do that right like it's like you don't have to think about whether or not you're going to take it seriously because you are I mean that's what the schedule says in a way you're going to sit down you're doing the three book end of review type type thing um I tell you it's interesting. Yeah. I, thinking of us and Jim, our mindset for Jim, mm. and looking at other people and other people you've told me about, every workout we've done has been like brutal, like failure, point of failure. Mm. But people go to the gym and they don't get to that point. Mm. Do you think that's the same thing? It could be a similar thing. They when they initially because like, I I'm, I because we actually would we never would not be tarnished because imagine if you went and you went low intensity or like when you first you went when you were younger habit. and like yeah. someone showed you the ropes and it was just for fun. Do all these like, different exercises potentially like switching your mindset yeah. in the gym could actually be quite tough. I think that's when it comes to a lot of things really. Um, but the, I would say the the hardest thing is coming to terms with it, like like being honest yeah. with yourself. Yeah. Like being honest with yourself and coming to like, you have to you have to build a toolkit around it, right? A toolkit. Yeah, you have to develop a toolkit to get you in that mental that mental state. That's why I talk about pre-game rituals as well and pre-blocks like reflection as well. It could even be you might even come to the point where maybe maybe that's not you want what you want out of the game. Some maybe that's a, that's a, that's a maybe you actually reality. don't want to climb. Mm. <laughs> maybe you actually don't want to take league seriously. Maybe you want to for fun game where you just want to chill and you know play cod zombies and zone out for a while and that's that's on you you know not everyone wants wants to take their solo queue journey seriously and yep. and and use it as a path of personal development that's not for everyone of course not so what i'm saying i, I think the main thing is that there's many ways to look at it but there's probably an element of emotional regulation there's probably an element of his adhd coming to play seeking dopamine there's probably an element of maybe him not wanting it enough maybe there's maybe there's a there's an element of 
Ego protection. Ego protection saying. mechanism, yeah, because if he never never tries and he never fails in a way, right? Um, or maybe he's just never done anything hard. That's another thing. That, that was a big one for me when I first started. Like, I've ne- I'd never done anything hard and, and failed. Think about even when, and I've said this story before, but when I was in the finals, like, I didn't put in the work... What do you mean the uh, OPL, OPL back when we were yeah, playing? Uh, your first grand final. I didn't put in the work yeah. and that felt, in a way, I could use that as an excuse in my mind. I didn't try. I, I, you know, I lost because like they just put in more effort than me. Like, there's that, I've got that scapegoat, right? There's that scapegoat. But if I, if I put everything on the line and I still fail, like that can be, in a way, simultaneously very gratifying, very like fulfilling, but it can also be extremely painful because it's all on you, you know, in the, in the sense that, there's nothing to hide from anymore. Like you put, you put your heart and soul into this. So, but that's how you grow through these painful experiences. And that's how you learn about yourself. So that's probably the real thing. He probably just hasn't really done anything hard. And it's hard for him to get into that mindset. Like this is, this is a challenge Mm. and I have to tackle this challenge Mm. and it's not going to be sunshine and rainbows the entire time. Because a lot of people just think it is going to be... They, everything like, has to be fun. Have you, yeah, you know, it's that, like, yeah. there's that fun thing. And everything if I'm not having fun, fun, like, I shouldn't be doing it. Fun doesn't... There's a really... There was this really interesting... When I was listening to a podcast with um, Joe Rogan and Jordan Peterson. And they were, they were talking about how, like, fun... Fun doesn't necessarily mean happy. Mm. In the sense that happiness a lot of time comes from when you're in this, the Goldilocks zone where you're getting challenged to a certain degree where you're able to meet that challenge. It's not too challenging that you can't, you can't do it and you're overwhelmed, but it's not, it's not so little, it's not too, so easy such that you can do it without thinking. There's a zone in which you're challenged and you're pushed, but you can feel like you can meet that challenge mm. with hard work. I mean, that's why league is the be- the biggest game right now because that's, it, it's, it's perfectly, it's perfectly in that. Encapsulates that. And that's why any other game, that's why MMOs die so quickly because they get pretty, once they everyone figures it out, quick. they're easy, yeah. And that's why, why would I play that? Yeah. So theoretically, you could have fun by dicking around and like, you know, farming NPCs, or you could actually feel challenged and like, in a way, and that might not be sunshine and rainbows, but it's actually more fulfilling from a happiness perspective. The happiness comes from the fulfillment of tackling the challenge. Mm. That's from a psychology perspective. Apparently, we know what, makes sense. what Jordan, uh, Jordan Peterson was saying, which it does make sense when you, and I, I've said this t- on the podcast before, like the greatest moment of my life, without exaggeration, was when we won the grand final in 2017 and split one. That was the happiest I've been in my life. Mm. <laughs> and that was brutal. Because I put there. in every, I put was, in my heart and soul. Yeah. It was just for that moment. That though. one moment. That the one moment. The rest of it was a shit show. Everything else was miserable. <laughs> yeah. But that one moment at the end was the happiest it's, I've been in my life. It, yeah. Out of everything I've done in my life. It's interesting, isn't it? Like that, yeah. But it was miserable during it, in a way. But I was the most happy. But you don't know it when you're doing it. You only know it in hindsight when you're thinking back on it. You know, I think as well, but yeah, so people are just looking for fun, man. So, um, continuing on, you know, wrapping up that last bit, talking about your, what's his name? The Kazi's player? Um, I think it was Dre, was it? It was Dre. I mean, look, the advice that would, to wrap it up, giving him actionable advice is that, you know, first of all question, do you even want to do it? Is this something that's important to you? Do you see the value in, you know, this whole journey? And, you know, if, if yes, then I think you need to manage your expectations. 
it's not going to be sunshine and rainbows. It's not going to be happy chappy the entire time. It's going to be a little bit miserable. But also, you know, you've got to tailor your experience your way. Like, he might actively want to play more champions. I've got people in the MLA that play more champs and they know that it's going to be way longer and more painful, but they, journey, but they yeah. have more fun that way. Yep. That's fine. Yep. As long as you understand that what the consequences of your actions are. That's right. Right? Yep. So that's important to note. Yep. Um, I wanted to like a short little uh, shout out. I think we should pay respects to Faker. A thousand, he played his 1,000th game in his pro career. Wow. That's a career, The dude. GOAT, honestly. Yep. yep. I mean, you can't argue he has to be the GOAT. The right? greatest. Yeah, the greatest of all. Yeah, he's currently he the greatest player of all time. Longevity. And the fact, longevity, time is the true test, and yep. he's nailed he that. the most world championships. 100%. There's no argument right now. He's um, currently in the... 1,000 pro games. Yeah. <laughs> it's incredible. Um, okay. So, I want to... We had a comment, Nathan, and I feel like this is a recurring comment okay. that we really need to address, which is we... People, I guess, misinterpret or dislike our take on bronze and silver advice. Okay. So, this is one of the comments we had on one of our YouTube videos. Is it, guys... From, his name is GPO Lanko6247. Guys, I'm a huge fan, but I'm actually astonished at how naive you guys are to bronze and silver players. I don't know if it's just because you guys coach Golden Up, but but to think what you have to do in bronze and silver is spam games and get reps in just completely goes against everything you guys teach. To think that mana cost, the way you are clicking, is the way people are holding back in bronze and silver, it's actually crazy Do you think that. I'd love to have a deeper conversation about this because what you teach and what you mention here are totally contradicting. I say this because you guys have a ton of consumers that aren't gold plus and it is sort of a slap in the face to think that you just need to play more games. People have hundreds, comma, thousands, comma, seasons in bronze and silver. Getting games in mindlessly isn't what they need. What they need is exactly what you tell gold plus, uh, gold plus players, a process and quality over quantity. Break this down break this down there's a reason we don't coach below gold and what's that reason i, I funnily enough by the way um uh there was a comment on one of niece's youtube videos uh, there was niece i got linked this niece did a video about how he refunded a client or something like that mm. or, or told him how he, he i think he gave him half his money back because he shouldn't have got coaching i think he was like an iron player or bronze or something i think he was like a bronze player Yes, bronze. And um, one of the top comments on the video had like, I think I had like 20 upvotes was, oh, it makes sense why Curtis doesn't coach below gold. Yeah. So interesting. Yeah. Um, because this is the thing. Well, my, 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 for me, I my skill set, I think, I literally think coaching silver, it, it is possible. Yeah. Skill, silver, bronze. Exactly. I, if, you, if you created a, a separate structure, but my skill set, is not designed for silver, bronze, iron. We got to clarify. It's not that bronze and, and iron and silver isn't coachable. That's not our point. Mm. Our main point, and correct me if I'm wrong, Nathan, is that it's beneficial for that person in the long run to figure it out on their own. Okay, that's my theory. I, I don't want to loop you in. Into yeah, this. this isn't. Yeah, that's not mine. My theory is yeah. that for I see some your point, though. Sorry? I see your point. Yeah, so for my theory, my reason is that for someone who's... Imagine a, a someone who's new to League. 
and um, you know they just got introduced to the game. It's their first PC game. You're going to be so overwhelmed. There is so much to break down, you know. And that's why I did that video on how to climb bronze and silver. I talk about the champ mastery, playing simple champions, that sort of thing. But the thing is, is that I think if they can't prove to themselves and prove to to others that they can get to gold four through just them actually putting in the effort to learn the game like and studying all the free content out there it, and like putting the effort in mm. like they're gonna struggle gold four anyway onwards they won't make it because the level of dedication gets higher and higher and higher like if you can't at the baseline level get from zero to five out of 100 if you can't get from zero to five by yourself it's not a good sign because right and, and the other thing as well is that bronze to gold it has to be pure fun and feel like that's where you develop your feel and intuition for the game and i think that if i'm going to come in there and impede and like teach you things even if i kept it simple and told you that in a way i don't need to, to coach you to tell you that like you could just hear that sentence about that makes sense and just play more games and develop that feel by yourself and it just shows to me that you like if you get to getting to gold by if i sorry if i impede in this process I'm actually ruining the, I'm kind of ruining the natural learning process. I'm like, I'm making you a worse player because you're not getting your own feel for the game in a way. I don't want to, it's like so beautiful. I don't want to ruin it, you know? <laughs> How would you use that analogy for learning something like piano or a sport? You're getting the beginner, like everyone has coaches or a teacher that speeds up the process. Because you can't, you couldn't tell a piano player, you've got to figure this out on your own. That's not... That yeah, but, but, but it's not intuitive. Piano is not intuitive. It's just like how many white... There's like 50 white buttons there and you don't know what any of them do. But in league, it's like... They literally tell you. It's like you last hit a minion to get gold. This ma this ability costs this amount of mana. You got to kill this person and kill this tower. It's, <laughs> it's not... Oh, I feel like it's, it's... You can... I don't know. I don't, I don't really understand how to describe it, but... That's, that's interesting. Well, yeah, but anyway, I will stand by my my point is that... Yeah, but remember what he's saying is our advice. I mean, whether we coach it or not, right. we're saying our advice is you just need to play thousands you do. of games. You do need to get and care about it. Yeah. And there's the other thing. It's a test that you care about the game and want to get better. Like, if, if you play a thousand games and you care about getting better, you will get to gold. It doesn't matter what your background is. It will take time, but you will get to gold because... You, you, you'll just piece the shit together. You'll put two and two together. Like it will make sense. You'll figure it out. That journey of figuring it out is so important for your longevity in the game. Like you need to be able to figure out things by yourself. Hmm. You need to. You need to be able to figure it out by yourself because the game, the game is not simple. Like the, there's no like. Okay, the difference between piano as well, right? Is that like once you get taught the the theory. It all makes sense, doesn't it? Because once you know how to read sheet music and what know all the buttons are and you know how to play chance, play you, could, you could technically, theoretically, in a perfect world, like with time and practice, yeah. play anything. Okay. Whereas in League, it's not like that. Mm. League is, it's very dynamic. There is no formula. You got to figure it out. Like you got to feel shit. And, and actually, I would even go to the, say the same thing. With teaching and piano, I would argue that yeah, there might be like one session you have with the teacher, but then the, the, then the person's got to go off for a long time to practice by themselves, mm. you know? Mm. But 
the game is already your teacher because it's telling you what to do. The game tells you what to do. And a piano, you get a piano, it doesn't tell you what to do. What do you mean the game tells you what to do? Well, it literally tells you. There's a tutorial that tells you yeah, how the game YouTube works. Yeah, but there's tutorials on piano as well. There's plenty of those. No, but I'm saying like, when you're sitting at a piano, it doesn't tell you anything. Oh, the piano doesn't pop up. The saying... piano just doesn't come up with a bubble and tell you <laughs> how to like shit works. When you're literally in the game yeah. and you're playing your first bot games, yeah. it will tell you. Yeah. There's a tutorial. It will literally tell you. I don't know. The tutorial's pretty shit in league. Nathan, it can't, dude. If I figured it out, if I got, if I played, <laughs> if I figured it okay. out, anyone can figure it out. Okay, no, that's not good. You can't say that. Come on, you have a gaming background. My, I mean, I mean, all I, I'm saying I, is that I yeah. feel like my the reason, one of the biggest reasons I got so good comparative to other people is because I put in the work and put in a thousand bot games. Yeah. <laughs> like, with zero I keep saying that with no process. Like I played a, a thousand normal games, bot games to level thirty by myself in the dungeon yeah. having fun yeah. having a blast yeah. I got to gold instantly instantaneously gold yeah but again because you had a game because backwards. yes okay I can't we can't we can't ignore that yeah but I think it's largely due to my I don't know how many bot games a metric ton of bot games and okay. a thousand normal games yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, and league, you like again, because when when you come in for coaching, for me, I expect you to have a certain level. Like, you got to really know what every champion does. Otherwise, it's like, you know, I, I don't. I'm not gonna like the, the way that I coach. Like, I'm I I don't. I'm not gonna tell you. You know, Malphite all does this. You know, or like this. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, that's yeah. just not what I enjoy. I don't even think it's like, I think if I were coach, if I were to like try and visualize what my coaching would look like, if I were to coach iron and silver and bronze, sorry, it wouldn't even, I don't even think I would look at the gameplay. Like I would just talk to them. Really? I I don't, I I just don't think there would be value looking at the gameplay. Interesting. I mean, I've never thought about it, but I think you'd have to do it. You've got to look at gameplay. Gameplay is so important. I don't know. Like, I'll just ask some questions. Like, how do you, you know, I'll, I'll ask some questions about how do you view the game? Like, but how, how did that? What? How would you respond to that? Do you have no view of the game? That's what I'm saying. Like, because the, the the the, I'm trying to think what could be confusing. Like, Careless. as an iron player, is it you is can't it relate, like your common questions? Okay, let's yeah. actually try and hypothesize what some common questions of an iron player yeah. would be. Yeah. I'm assuming it would be how do I know which mi- which minion to hit, or how do I know to hit the minion or the enemy, or um, how do I know what item to buy and It'd be like a lot of series of very basic questions, That stuff's like more bronze. Silver, I think, gets a little bit away from that, though. Yeah, that'd be iron and bronze. Yeah. And then silver would be... Again, it'd just be all feel stuff. Yeah, character control. You've got to be able to move your character. Character control and knowing what kills you and how much damage you do. It's difficult to teach character control. Okay, I'll tell you what, the... The, the 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 piano difference is you can you click a thing and there is that anyone can do it who has a hand right yeah but in league character control you can't control they have to do it themselves don't they what do you mean by that well character control like i mean you, what are you going to do you're going to tell them exactly where to be clicking you only learn that for you playing yourself I you just, can't get taught I, that. I still think like i'm going to tie back to an analogy that is close to me riding a skateboard yeah, you, you you can get theoretically coaching from the from the very beginning. Say say you got a coach to coach you, coach you skateboard. Yeah, I feel like you'd be better off figuring out like spending a thousand hours just figuring out yourself mm. and like learning how to do like actually get comfortable on a board and a ride. Thousand it. hours is a shit time. Not even a thousand hours. You mean even a hundred hours? Yeah. Not even that. Yeah. Probably fifty hours. Yeah. 
50 hours is riding a skateboard, yeah. just going around the street and falling over a few times. And like, so you actually know how to turn. Then they might be able to give you some advice on some other stuff. Like, I don't know. I just feel like, okay. sh- I, I, that's my intuition. That's my hunch. Like, okay. and again, I'm, I'm going to reiterate the same thing. I think the player would be better off in the long run by figuring it out themselves. That's my initial hypothesis. And I'm going to stick to that hypothesis. Yeah. I don't know if that's right or wrong. So I don't figuring know. out themselves, are you talking about no processor, like just by playing the game? That's correct. But you, I mean, I'm sure you could even come up with some sort of process like yourself. I mean, you know, I, must, like, I mean, process is important, but like, you just don't think it's that, like the most important thing is the games played. If you know how to click and and you know how like gold works and like and you know how to buy items and you know what all the champions do and you know how to to like just simply not die just by just situational awareness yeah you will get gold yeah you will get gold okay i mean i i've 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 seen the odd silver one i've done so i've done random silver coaching every now and then without failure like it's either someone that doesn't actually care like they just play for they don't they they're playing like it's it's like cod zombies yeah like i don't need to tell them to care like no, that shouldn't be my job that's like job, no. that's not my job if you care you wouldn't they would get that like the sort of mistakes for example like i was seeing was like an annie would like you know just do r- ridiculous stuff like you know flash under the tier 2 and like go for flash ult under the tier 2 and just like really really silly stuff like just basic common sense type stuff yeah. like you don't need stuff that you learn just from playing just like, stuff that you would learn yeah. intuitively and yeah. if you cared about the game like it's like okay i know dying is bad we know that much right yeah. <laughs> like that at the basic level we yeah. know dying is bad yeah if i don't die i get more gold and i give them less gold okay so i should probably not die i died like this like you'll figure it out eventually this is, this the, is probably not good let's not let's do that, not do that again <laughs> yeah at the most basic level, yeah. if you can't fig, if you can't go through that process, you're not going to make it anyway. You just won't. You, you. There's no point even trying to think of having a process because it's just there's why? no point. Pointless. Yeah. Why have a process when you don't care? I, I. That's why I really do. I really do. The people that have played thousands of games and are still in bronze don't care about the game. And I know this for a fact because I've known people. I'm going to shout out some old school friends, Dale, Joel, Matt, <laughs> Mitch. When Sam. they played, Sam, all these people for, I used to play with back in the day, at the same time, they played the same seasons as me. They were season sil- silver, season two, silver, season three, silver, season four, silver, bronze. They s- took five, six seasons to get gold. Because you know what? They would come home with work, crack open a frothy, <laughs> have a fag out in their mouth, and then play for fun. Yeah. Vain and all these crazy yeah. champions. Yeah. Yeah. Right? And I, they would always ask me for coaching. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't make sense. Right? I love those guys, but there's no, it's not rocket science, man. I yeah. actually played to win, and yeah. they played for fun. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I can give you many, many, what many are you examples. Gonna, again, I'm trying to think. You give Dale a process. He doesn't care. No, he doesn't process. care. He's not going to do that. He's he wants gonna to do that. dick around and have some fun, right. you know? Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. So the people that are thousands of games in silver don't give a shit. Yeah. They don't give a shit. Um, just simple. It, I really, I'm going to stick by that. And the other thing, the other difference is, yeah, you're right, Nathan, it's, it'd be a completely different skill set to coach iron to gold for. Yeah. Like it's a d- whole different ball game and it would be 
not worth money in my opinion. Yeah. Like I wouldn't feel good taking money for that. It's like, you oh, know. I think you, I think you could if you, if you had something that really worked, like a step by step, yeah, super dude, simple, hundred percent. Yeah, I'll, I'll be fine charging for that for sure. And you know it worked and it was consistent. Again, I just I literally don't know where the fuck to start. That's yeah, fair enough. All right, we'll jump into mailbag. Well, hopefully that clarifies. I mean, we're probably yeah. getting more hate now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so many things. We're going to clarify again and again. Yeah. All BBC is going to have for the next 100 episodes is like, we got to yeah. clarify again. I mean, this is all a hypothesis at the end of the day. We don't yeah. really yeah, we know, don't, yeah, right? That's right, yeah. That's, that's our, that's our, our take. Ex, from our experience. From our experience. Of 10 years of this game and coaching. And what like, we've seen. Yeah, from what we've seen. So take it with whatever you want to do. You know, how credible we are. <laughs> Good work, everyone. We'll see you. No, what are we doing, dude? Come on, we we'll do the, right. the most important bit. This is the most. This is the best segment. Away we go. Jingle, jingle, jingle song. Alrighty then. First question title here is from William. The title of this email is really? "Help me break down my narratives." God, don't we all need to break down our narratives? We we're trying to break down my narratives before we didn't really get get anywhere. <laughs> no, we did. We I think we did a good therapy session in the early year. I, I didn't. Episode. It was. I didn't think it was going to be a therapy session. Yeah, it dude. did turn into one. <laughs> it did, didn't it? Out of nowhere. Yeah. It's just just naturally, dude. We just love breaking down narratives. That that is the favorite thing we do is breaking down narratives and the broken. By the way, I, I just to interrupt here. I, yeah. I don't realize my um. What's I haven't up? been to the gym in like over two weeks now. Yeah, my back, and it's actually hurt my intensity. No gym for two weeks. Oh, yeah. I'll be done, dude. Yeah, it's really bad. I'll be finished. I've started to, like, regress. Like, just, yeah. Like, I feel Regressing shit. happens fast. Just, I feel mentally know. shitty. Yeah. Like, really shitty. There you go. Not good. Hello, Curtis and Nathan. My name is William. I've been listening to the BBC for about a year now. I wanted to ask for a bit of help in breaking down some of the narratives that I have regarding solo queue and the process. For a bit of context, I've been a gold player since about season four. But I did not take the game seriously until Season 8, where I started playing a lot of games with no process. This, of course, led to becoming hardstock with thousands of games per season. This led to an insanely fixed mindset where I truly believed that I would never reach Platinum or above. And I believe something was wrong with me, specifically when I saw how easily other people were able to climb through gold. Over the last, over the last five months or so, I believe that I've finally broken free from this narrative I'm confident this season that if I put in the work, I will hit my goal given enough time. I believe I have a good process. I always warm up with three jungle clears of my champions to warm up mechanics and work on getting those clear times down to the correct ones and have a pregame ritual to get myself mentally focused. There is just one problem. I cannot get myself to review my games almost at all. Most blocks, I will only review one game at best, and this review will be a cursory one at best. What does that mean? Not sure. Maybe like a shitty one. Maybe that's Maybe a that's very short one. Yeah. I believe that I do know the basics of reviewing my own games from hearing you both talk about it so much, and I understand that I need to talk... Sorry, I need... That I need to do this to hit my goals. Okay, reviewing to hit my He's goals. He's still gold, right? I believe He's so. He's trying yes. to get plat. Yeah. yeah. But I just cannot get myself to watch the games. I'll often sit in between games and stare at the monitor instead of doing the review, and I don't know why. Have you seen cases like this before, and how did you approach them? What should I do? All right, so... Um, 
there's a couple of things. Maybe you don't really know the benefit of reviewing. You don't know what you're looking for, so it's overwhelming, so it's scary. Mm-hmm. So you think, okay, well, what's the point? Three, it's painful to yeah. watch your gameplay and actually be like, okay, you know, settle down, Mr. Hotshot. You know, your gameplay is there's a lot to work on. And four, those are the first things I can think of reasons why that would be. Yeah, the I think case. I think you hit the nail on the head with it. I would say for most people, and this is extreme, for myself, it was a very very prevalent. It's just painful to review. Yeah, it is. Just to look at your your when you start off when you start off. Not anymore, dude. Not anymore. I, I would. Is say, it painful for you now? I would say it's like there's a tinge of it sometimes. It used to be so bad that I wouldn't want to like it. Yeah, like it used to be so bad that I would just be. I just wouldn't want to look at my gameplay. Yeah, like I just wouldn't. Like, yeah. I, and I, I used to envy Shern because Shern was the type of player who would just get into it. Like, yeah, he, he wouldn't care. Just wants to get results. Let's fucking figure it yeah. out. Yeah. Whereas I was like very self conscious about looking at my own level of play. Yeah. Yeah, but now like I just kind of get into it. But like, it's very normal, man. It's very normal to to feel anxious about reviewing and not wanting to review i still remember the feeling i would have like it's it's like you you kind of click on it and then you're like oh you're already like oh this is that mechanical that mistake, that, alt that, was mistake. Just, that alt was horrendous oh because it doesn't look like what you envision it like when you're playing yeah yeah it's two think, different things you think it looks so much better than it yeah, is it and is. then you look at it you're like oh no yeah and and you know it's tough at the start. It is tough. And there is no way around it. What I would recommend is like, I would start like, okay, set like a challenge. Like I'm going to really review my first. Yeah, do a short part yeah, of the game. Do just a short really part. Game. Like I'm just going to review my first eight minutes. Yeah, man. I, I have some people in Soul 2. They go, Nathan, how long should reviews go? I'm like, you know, five, 10 minutes. And they're yeah. like 40 minutes. This no. looking at one game. Like, dude, this, that's crazy, you know? Start small. If you can just review the first eight minutes of the game yep. like, and then, warm, you know, get more comfortable with that. Like, get into it. Okay, I'm only going to do the first eight minutes. It reminds you of that David Goggins quote where where um, he tricks his mind. Like, say, so I'm just going to go for an easy 10 miler. Yeah. And then he gets out there and then when he's in it, he, he push pushes himself. Yeah. I think that's what you'll find. Once you get more comfortable doing the first eight minutes, you'll probably end up pushing through it anyway. But, oh, I actually want to know what happens. Because you just need to get over the whole barrier of maybe maybe it's not first this should be the first i mean you're a jungler so like the first click that before the first reset so five minutes of the game right yeah just do that and then start from there and then once you get into that you can go a little bit more a little bit more like start small like you're not going to go from never reviewing into doing a proper review you're just not going to and you're not going to be level of reviewing that you, <laughs> you know, probably shouldn't are. even be reviewing that deep anyway i mean in gold you probably i mean you're the jungle coach here so you can probably yeah. give advice about that but um, you'd want to be keeping your reviews pretty short, sharp, and concise. And remember, one of the most important thing reviews, there's two parts of learning. There's the learning, the actual actual learning in relation to your learning objective or something you're focusing on. Then there's the learning you get from just observing. Observing what is happening. Because you might think something went a certain way, but you don't really know until you look at it. Like, I can't tell you how many times like I've come out of a game and I, I, I in my mind, I'm like, oh, that was that guy's mistake. That guy should have done that. And I look at it and I'm like, oh, yeah, I could have, I should have done something different. Like you, you convince yourself in the game that you know exactly how it panned out, but you're only seeing the game from one, one perspective. Lens, yeah. And when you switch your perspective and look at it through maybe your teammates lens or whatever, it's a different ball game. And you just learn a lot through observation. 
I know you could probably talk more about the how he should be reviewing in gold, though. In the jungle. Yeah, I mean, for the gold, I always say, look at the quality of your ganks. Gold junglers, in general, they struggle identifying what's a good gank, what's a bad gank, and they don't realize how much they lose for a failed gank and dying on a gank. Um, and also tracking the enemy junglers start the first clear. Know where they start, and so then you know if you're matching them, you're expecting them to fight in a 2v2 situation for the crab or the top lane or the mid lane. And if you're pathing opposite, um, then you can do whatever, you have as much time as possible. Well, he's done a great want. job with his process, though. He seems like he's yeah. really got his shit together. Yeah, the three blocks sound good. Don't, doesn't sound like an addict to the game at all. In terms of narratives, I think, I mean, the only narrative that I can really see here is that... Um, well, he said that he, that led to him thinking he could never get platinum. But he doesn't have that anymore, right? That he did have that. Well, he believes he's finally broken free mm, from this narrative. Mm. It'll probably bite it. It'll come back, though. Yeah. Like, it will come back. Like, I'd be warned. Like, it will come back. Like, you have a bad, you're going to have a bad series of games one day. Bad you're going to plateau at high gold. Yeah. It will come back, man. It's going to, it will. Because yeah, your brain's was like, it'll, it'll, it'll come back. Know, it's yeah. like, don't worry, Willie. It's like, you know, you're never going to get there anyway. So, you know, your brain's very good at. at your brain's going to find many ways to try and get you to give up and not put in the effort. Like, yeah. it's. The closer you get, the harder it will be as well. I yeah. reckon he's going to really struggle at the top of goal one. He's going to be so now many... Against those promos, oh. dude. You're just stressing out and then it's just a disaster. You know, the biggest thing that's really going to help him is that he needs to completely stop looking at OPGGs, all that stuff. He needs to just get, like, playing beautiful league. He needs to keep yeah. bringing it to that. How yeah. can I make my first... Eight to ten minutes, great. Get yeah. good quality ganks, bad ganks, getting rid of uh, them. I don't even like looking at like thinking about you know, telling people like, you know, you know, I want to be a platinum level jungler. Like, because mm. like, let's say I'm reviewing a gold player, right? Yeah. I'm telling them all the things they should think about in the early game, the first clear. That's not platinum level. That's challenger. Well, I teach very different to that though. Really? Yeah. I, I, I actually do teach to, to go to the next level. I never teach to go higher. Interesting. So I, if I coach a... Is that just the difference between jungle and mid? I don't know. It's because like, the things I don't are know fixed, much about right? Like, like, with, I feel like with jungle, like, it's like more a, fixed. Like, a, it's more like there's yeah. the fundamentals of the fundamentals. Where it's like a, a platinum player, even platinum and stuff, mm. they don't think about a certain wave, right? But like a gold player will tell them, this, this, is, this is what happens in this situation. And that's, again, what a challenger player would do in this situation. I don't know. For me, like, I'll literally, different? I'll ignore things completely. If I, I do ignore things as well. But, like, in, in the, maybe it's just the early game I focus on. Yeah. Yeah. Mid to late game, I probably don't give them challenger mm. level stuff. You know, I go to the next level. But, yeah, in the early game, it's like, I mean, if you do this, you're literally having perfect early games. Yeah, that's not at all. Especially like with champs like Olaf, like, who has a clear identity. This is perfect. Like... Can't get better. Yeah. Whether in Challenger or whether yeah. in Gold, it's going to look the same. Yeah, if there was a Smurf playing this, this was what it would look like. Yeah. So then why would you get in that mindset? It's like, I'm just wanting to get to Platinum. Like, this is goddamn beautiful League of Legends, you know? Yeah, I can't really comment on that because okay. I've never thought like that. I actually only ever teach to go from Gold 1 to Platform. Yeah. That's just the way mid is. Yeah. I'll actually ignore... Like, if, if they play... If they did... Well, can so- you give me an example of something? Yeah, I'll give an change? example. Like, um, like I, I, I see how, how this guy played the wave. So I say he played Victor into Fizz and he... He didn't do a three stack and just kind of just chilled and the wave was like kind of just chilling in the middle. If he's in gold, I won't talk about that. Like, I'll just leave it. Got it. It's like, because we don't have to focus on that until like plat. 
Okay. Because that's not important for right yeah, now. Yeah, that is different to jungle. And uh, and another yeah. one will might be like, um, if okay, so say there's an opportunity where like say say he's playing like a mage, say he's playing like Ori. Um, what you want to do is mainly just for, if you're in plat, you just want to focus on like your matchups. You want to have really solid early, like first 10 minutes, like dominate your opponent, good quality resets, good like lane fundamentals. If I'm in, if I'm in diamond, I would also talk about opportunistic roams. But even if there were opportunistic roams in plat, I wouldn't even talk about it because it's Got like, it. sure, you could have maybe gone here as well, yeah. but I'm not going to, that's not important for you. Like I wouldn't, you don't need that to climb to diamond. It's just going to overcomplicate things. I would rather you miss opportunities and get really good at the first 10 minutes because that's going to get you to diamond anyway. Shit, dude, jungle's just different, isn't it, dude? Mid is way less replicable than... Jungle. Than jungle. Like, is jungle, like, you have, like, a red... You can have a very regimented process. Like, yeah. Jungle is the best role for, like, breaking like breaking things down. To teach down. in it, yeah. You can teach jungle the easiest. Yeah. Because everything is, like... You can do the same clear every game. You know? And I don't know. I just feel like it's, it's it, like the, the, the early game is in your control, no matter what. Correct. Yeah. Like the first five minutes are yeah. in your control, yeah. regardless. Like you are the sole, the biggest contributing factor in the game. Um, whereas mid, I mean, yeah, you have a lot of control, but you have more control later in the game. That's right. Yeah. So I guess it's just different parts of the game. Yeah. All right. So we're happy with William. The answer there, Curtis. Yeah, I mean, it seems like he's on the right track, man. So I think he will have to give us an update, though, because yeah. it feels like he's just slowly getting into I it. I think just have a crack at the review. Have a crack. Remember, embrace the suck. We need another shirt. Embrace the suck. Yeah. You're going to suck at reviewing. It's going to be painful. Just get into it. Yeah, just, get into it. And, and don't don't overcomplicate. Yeah, you're going to miss things. You're going to be confused about things. Have a go. Try Just observe. Have fun with it. Remember, imagine you're in the lab. You're a scientist. You've got like two chemicals. You mix them together. What, what, sit back. What the hell happened? Yeah. That's it. That's all you got to do. That's right. And have a, have a hypothesis about why it happened. That's it. Love it. Next email here is from RSB. 1v9 champions is the title of this email. 1v9 champions, Curtis. Hey, Curtis and Nathan, thank you for the podcast and changing the way I view the game. A few days ago, I was on my alt account learning new champs. I ran into a Smurf who was Grandmaster 3 roles and asked him how to get out of gold as a top laner. I linked him my OPGG and he told me to play better champs because my champ pool is not 1v9 enough. I mainly 2-trick at Aatrox and Set, but it's making me question my champ pool. I really enjoy playing these champs but do not want to climb to at least plat. Uh, but do want to climb to at least plat, but I'm wondering if, if I should drop them for a bit to climb. I feel like I can't because it would hurt my ego to drop these champs if someone like Zhao Chao Meng can hit rank one with set and Aatrox on the Chinese super server. Yeah, I mean, it's just the classic toxic narratives no, that yeah. we've covered many trillions of times. Is I mean, it's set, nothing to do with those champs. You're those playing. champs are great. Great champs in the top lane. Solid, dude. You could just... Those are 1v9 champs in my games, dude. I don't know what games you're yeah. playing, dude, but those champs... I mean, he's probably referring to like maybe Camille Ferrer and stuff, yeah. Potentially. Yeah. I mean, if you enjoy them, you've got mastery on them, you stick it out, RSP. 100%. Don't man. give a fuck what that Grandmaster's no, saying, no. eh? No. No. It's, it's like the other, you know, the other thing we spoke about, how Cajal gave the advice. Remember you told me that story yeah. about Cajal gave on an advice. On Twitch or- stream, he says, just go to the rank one player on your server... Look at the champs he plays and copy that and for free, Elo. 
It's just not going to work. No. Long term. Maybe short term. Again, even short term, I don't think it's no, going to work. No, it doesn't even work in the short term. But long term, you know. Remember, champ mastery is going to carry. You've got to love your champ in order to climb. Yep. And if you, if you love your champion and you know, you're following that process, you're going to get there no matter what. Meta doesn't matter until high elo. High, high elo. We're talking master plus. Doesn't matter. Yep. Yep. Yeah, that cage device is bad for the general player base. But, you know, again, you, you talk about your shampoo meta being important. Um, yeah, but I'm trying to get 1k LP. Yeah. That's I'm not trying difference. to get to bottom of master. I'm not trying to get 400 LP. I'm trying to get 1000 LP. Yeah. So the camera just died. Okay. Unfortunately, the card's full, so we can't do anything about okay. it. So we'll do one more question. Yep. This is from Eric. Extending slash cutting the games of my three block. Okay. Hey, guys. You guys talk a lot about the three block, and I've given it some thought. I'm a diamond mid laner on EU West, and me and my friend have always done the three block. We just didn't know. We always played a couple of games and then watched Netflix or something to mentally reset. With this, we always had the most enjoyable time and the most success. We just didn't know it was the three block. Does that mean the duo queue in or like maybe they just maybe they drew it or maybe they just like both played separately buddies. and then yeah solo queue buddies solo queue buddies how cool is that and then they just kind of met up after we don't strictly apply the three block though what I feel like um, personally mind you I'm only dialing after every game either loss or win we ask ourselves if how we would feel if the next game the bot lane or jungle goes zero ten and if we think we would tilt we just take a break of one Netflix episode. <laughs> so then they're watching Netflix episode. Like, yeah. This is fantastic, dude. Look at this this little, <laughs> little duo going on here. Yeah. This can sometimes extend the three block of a six game session to a six game session. But even if we lost the game really hard, we won't tilt since we enter the game accepting that if someone will int, we just don't care. Entering games with this mindset feels almost meditative, and I think subscribing to the idea that in every game the most absurd thing might happen is the best way to concentrate on your old gameplay and avoid tilt thoughts. I do like that mentality. I do like the thought process. I actually asked myself that exact question yeah. the other day. Yeah. It's um, like if I play again. If I play again, yeah. how will my mental be? Yeah. But, but I, no, I do like that question. I think it's really good. It's, it's an introspective question, isn't it? Yeah. It's like, how will you respond if it's a tough game? If you're ready to rise to the challenge and mm. put in the work. And you're going to have the energy, the focus. And you're going to have the energy. And that's the bit they're missing, I think. Like, then, yeah, I think, they, I think they've kind of got one half of the equation. Yeah. They've got the... So you need... So the, in, in order to play a great game of league, you need the mental resilience, right? That's what they're talking about. They need mental resilience and, and, and uh, that, whole, that whole side of things. Then they need the energy and the actual focus. You need both. The problem with their process is that I don't think you could possibly have the energy and focus. You could maybe have the energy, but you wouldn't have the focus. I don't think you could go from game, 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 Netflix game, Netflix game type. You're gonna, mm, you're, you're mixing work and play yeah. too much. Like, uh, even though it's all play, but you know, you know what I mean? I think that even if you had the energy, you wouldn't, switching off your intensity on and off is hard. It is. And yeah, you might have the mental resilience, but you're missing that that one other factor. And I think that at some point that will bite you in the ass. There might be games where you just needed that edge, you needed that intensity, and you forgot about something, some variable, and that cost you the game. Um, so they're close, right? I think it is a process, right? And it's probably better than it's definitely better than mindlessly spamming games yeah. and not really think being introspective. And there's the introspection involved in this process is great. 
I think there's just that final thing missing. Yeah, I mean, we always say the three block, that's just a guideline. It's a guideline, yeah. Um, that's right. You can do your own thing, you know, and people have their own thing. Maybe they have five game blocks, four game blocks, six game blocks. Yeah, I'll just, I'll just be dubious. I'll, I'll just be a bit careful about it is what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah, that's right. I'd okay. be a little bit... Yeah. I'd think about that. How is your intensity? And is the, is the Netflix affecting your intensity? And are you able to kind of get back into that mindset to play? Maybe there'll be a difference of like watching like a Rick and Morty episode versus like an episode of Last Dance, Ooh, you know? Maybe. It's like it's more of like a motivational thing. And right? it sounds like they've got a really good like relationship, like him and his friend. Like they 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 could that could also be maybe they're raising each other's intensity I mean, being be, in the call. Yeah, well I mean my concern with this is if they're duo Q. All right, People yeah. know our, our stance on yeah. duo Q. If you want to yeah. look up episode, we won't talk about it now, but yeah. there's plenty of episodes. Just type in broken my concept duo Q. Curtis and I are really against it for improving. Yeah. yeah. But if if they're like just playing their own solo queue and then reviewing each other, that would be fantastic. That'd be amazing. That'd be, yeah. that'd be, maybe that's an intensity hack. Yeah. In a way. It's like holding each other accountable, accountability partner. Yeah. It's really good. So it really depends. We don't know the dynamic enough here, but no. sounds like, I mean, if it's working, it's working as well. Like if you feel as it were, if it works, then um, that's the most important thing. Great start. Interesting. Very interesting. We've got a very introspective audience, don't we, we Curtis? Do. That's great. The broken by concept community. Key success. All right. Well, that's it for our episode today. Good work, everyone. Excellent. Let's keep on improving. And we'll see you on the rift.